Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV, on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at Benator Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Hi, everyone. Today, we want to talk about bribes, negotiations, and other desperate measures. The topic today came from a conversation between Adam and another dad about making false promises, bribing your children, and coaxing, negotiating, trying to get them to do what you want, and feeling like nothing works. I think that's a pretty common feeling when you're a parent, which brings us to all the ways the kids can test us and push our buttons. We'll hear those examples in just a minute, but first let me introduce you to the dads that are sitting at the square table with me today. We have Adam Gobi, Scott Berger, and Harris Newman. So I'm going to turn it over to them and let them introduce themselves to you and tell you about their families, their children, the ages, and a little bit of the particulars of what their life these days are like. Scott? So my name is Scott. I have three children, uh, an older son, Matthew, who just turned seven, who is one of those kids who's strong on the outside but sensitive in, on the inside, and I'm the lucky father of twins who just turned two in August, uh, my son, Landon. He's a little bit on the stoic side, not really emotional or sensitive that much, which is in complete contrast to my daughter, Molly, who is the complete mothering, loving type, who is the first one to be there to rub your head or tell you it's okay. Um, my life at home is quite interesting. It's, as I mentioned earlier, um, we put the fun in dysfunction, to say the <laughs> least. Yeah, uh, you have a great time. And we you do. and Rita are make a really positive team. Thank you. Love it. Adam? Yep. Hi, I'm Adam Gobi, and I have two kids. I've got Isaac, who is five, turning six in just a few weeks, and my daughter Dylan, who is three and a half. Um, and yeah, they are, uh, they're fun. They keep us busy. They are high energy. Uh, they are best friends. They are arch enemies at times. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's, she's become a pretty tough cookie, uh, I think, through the help of Isaac. It's good to have um, a big brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She thinks she's the mayor. She does. She's the mayor. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And Harris is back here for a second <clears throat> podcast, so I'm going to ask him to tell you something different about his boys tonight. Ooh, putting me on the spot. <laughs> I, uh, I would say my boys are, are polar opposites in many ways. Like it kind of reminds me of my relationship with my brother. So oh, that's a new one. Good, good. Garrett is as is kind of an introvert. He's confident, but an introvert. Um, can't get away with with getting in trouble. A lot of times he tries to, to do something, and when he okay. covers it up, it's like, no, you, we know what you did. So that's not you. Not me. <laughs> and then there's Drew. Drew just puts on that smile. He's four years old. He's charismatic, and he can get away with 
everything. And Garrett sees it, and it just frustrates him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love sibling talks. <laughs> I love sibling talks. And some of that can come out tonight. The plan for tonight, whether we stay with it or not, is bribes, negotiations, and other desperate measures. So, Adam, tell us about how you were first questioning false promises made to kids, not meaning what you say, yeah. big threats. <clears throat> yeah, I mean... You know, one of the things that my dad had told me about parenting, and he gave me a whole list of like, hey, these are parenting tips, um, and I have them written down. And one of the things he said, which makes sense, is never say something to a kid that you're not going to follow through on, right? Don't say, hey, you know, I'm going to take this away, or we're not going to this party, or something like that, um, and then not follow through on it because, you know, you lose your credibility. And they're not going to take you seriously. Um, so I was having a conversation with, with another dad about that. And we're just, you know, just talking about it. And, um, you know, I feel like it's, it's hard. I, I think almost every parent probably does this at times. So you're seeing that in the grocery store lines. <clears throat> you're seeing that at Disney. You're seeing it when birthdays are coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a pervasive. Constant. It's multiple times in a day. Multiple times in a day. Yeah, absolutely. But dinner. it's that act of desperation, right? It's like... Eating dinner, going to bed, getting up, getting dressed, brushing their teeth, whatever, everything. Okay, biggest threat you've given or bribe? Well, lately. Or that we were going to take away Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and, did he, did and my wife, Well, my wife looked at me and said, unless you really mean it, you better take that back. Yeah. No. And you took it back right away? Of course. How could we not go trick-or-treating? Good, good. So how, good. how did you take it back, though? Is it, I mean, is this something you said to your kids and then you said, well... I said, I said Garrett, <laughs> let's have a conversation. I said, we're not going to take away Halloween. However, there will be a punishment if you don't do it. I don't remember if it was brush his teeth or whatever it was. I said, just do it. No, no buts, ends. Just go. Ah, that's where I want to go tonight. But two things, and then we'll find out if Scott's sure. ever been on the bribe uh, threat um, meter. But back to how, how do you take it back? One, one great parenting strategy for all times? Do you want a do-over? Do you need a do-over? Give your kids the option for a do-over. Let them know that, whoa, I lost it. I melt down. I made a really bad choice. This is not going in the direction I want it to go. Stop, pause, regroup. Do over time. So I think that's a good card in your pocket when you to avoid desperation. Um, I, I like that because it shows that you're human, right? Like, like we all make mistakes, and, and we, you know, I think it would be kind of scary for our kids to look at us and be like, wow, you know, when I'm an adult, like I, I never can make a mistake. That doesn't happen. Um, so I think it's very human and natural to, uh, to show that. I like that. And those are really big, scary grown-ups that never have cracks or flaws or vulnerabilities. So yeah. for, pe- for parents who never, you know, said they were sorry or never... I make it clear to the kids that... You're human. That we're human and that yeah. we make mistakes. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things that my parents did a good job of instilling, saying, we're, we're getting through this together and we got to figure it out and things Doesn't are going to happen. Doesn't come with a handbook, right? Doesn't right. come with a handbook. And, the kid, and if it did, your, your kids didn't read it anyway, so... Nor did I. <laughs> okay, Scott, so where do you fall on the guilty... Uh, of bribes and threats. I've been guilty on occasion. Um, the little ones, I don't really appreciate as much yet. Uh, but my older one, Matthew, he definitely understands. And the biggest threat we use is taking away his TV. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, I would take it away, but I'm just too lazy to unplug it and move it and hide it from him. So ordinarily, you know, if it comes out and I try not to use it because I don't want to have to go back on my word. If we take it away from him because he had a bad day at school or if he had a, 
uh, if he just was acting up, we'll take it away. And then somehow along the way, he'll be really good. And we'll tell him he earns some of the time back. Okay. He doesn't know we set the timer for 30 minutes every night. You can earn back 10 minutes tonight, buddy. And so we'll put it on for 30 minutes. You know, no harm, no foul. He doesn't know any better. But it's also me being lazy at the same time. But it's also <laughs> sometimes a punishment to the parents. Right. Like, you, well, don't exactly put your, you don't want to box yourself into a corner. And there well, was a Not thing, only that, but a punishment. Of- the other thing with bribes, and, and the big, my biggest deal is, if you give your children bribes, they will use them against you. They will become little payola negotiators. They do. Because it's like, <laughs> yep. oh, you want this from me? Let me tell you what you what I need from you. Now, maybe as dads, that feels like a good negotiation, and you're proud of that engagement. But I think it creates like this weird parent relationship. It happens. It ha- yeah. yeah. It, it just happened last week with uh, with Isaac. I needed him to sit down at the table and and eat dinner. Um, and he's like, I'll do that. But I need to finish something that I was building in Minecraft, so I just need the phone for two more minutes. Isaac, I'm not, I'm not giving you the phone. It's dinner time. Come sit down. We're having dinner. I will, as long as you give me the phone. So he's, they know. They're, they watch us. They listen, and they use us as, as role models, and they use the negotiating against us. And so it we, wasn't that he wasn't finished with it. It wasn't it, that simple. It was. Yeah, I, I think it was. I think it was time for dinner, and he needed to. And, and was, he just needed two more and, minutes. Yeah, but you wanted yeah. him. He, you wanted complete automatic compliance. And I had right already away. given him a two-minute warning uh, prior. Oh, okay, that's yep. a tough one. But what's wrong yep. with that? What's wrong with the negotiating? I, I like it. I, I, I like the fact that he's developing a negotiating skill. Although my daughter, who's three, is also because the child also needs to learn to listen. Like we have a problem where Garrett is a very picky eater, and every time we want him to try something new. His answer is, well, what are you going to give me? Yeah. <laughs> See, now, that to me, that's where it's not working yeah, well. But in the negotiation of, I'm not finished with this, can I have two more minutes? That's just a child speaking up for what they want or, or what they need um, in a responsible, assertive way. And it, maybe it depends on who the parent is, but it's, it's when they play it against you and you say, um, well, I'm going to give you this. And they're like, hmm, you know what? That was good yesterday, but tomorrow I'm going to need the iPad, um, or I'm going to need... And that's where we are with trying new foods. It's something that might have worked yesterday. It's, it, it keeps going up higher. And higher. We're going to come $10. back. Let's come back to foods <laughs> yeah. and, and how they're going to play that ante. But go back to Scott, where he says that this I, is working. I, I mean, I... I, I, don't, I don't know if it's working. I just... I, I kind of encourage it to, to, to some extent, because, I mean, if you think about it, right, everything in life is negotiation. You negotiate with your wife or special daddy time, you negotiate with your boss for time off or a raise or a promotion. Everything in life is a negotiation. It goes back to ancient times, right, with the barter system. So I kind of encourage it to an extent. You know, certain things I'll let Matthew get away with. I'll let him push me and push me and push me. So he thinks he's kind of developing that skill. For example? Oh, geez, for example. Uh, Minecraft. You know, it okay. tends to be a common, a common theme. You know, he wants to play this or he wants, you know, he's been on it for an hour. And they'll just tell me, okay, five more minutes. No, nobody. It's time to sit down for dinner. It's time to get, you know, brush your teeth, go to bed. And I'll, I'll eventually give in and let him have two more minutes. But we'll negotiate about it, you know. Daddy, can I play for two more minutes? Okay, I'll give you two more minutes. But after that, it's brush your teeth and write to bed and, you know, no TV tonight or we're not reading a book or w- whatever it is. Just so we understand. It's like, you know, there's going to be some give and take. Because at the end of the day, everything is going to be a compromise. I mean, I compromise in everything I do. And I think it's important for him to learn that, and even more so to be kind of a role model to the babies so they see that, I mean, they may not understand it per se right now, but at least they, you know, they see there's, there's going to be some negotiation. 
Not to say I'm a pushover. Not to say he gets his way every time. When what's when is it too much? When when do you know that the negotiation has gotten into daddy's on a hook, uh, or you're feeling leveraged in a way that is. Mm, it sounds like you always like it. Like I, I, do, like it. They, I do appreciate it. I, I, I want him to be able to stand up for himself and say, this is what I want, and this is what I'm going to do to get what I want. But in the same token, like I said, you know, if it's 9 o'clock on the school night, no, it's game over, and I'll take away the iPad, and I put my foot down. And I think he appreciates it a lot more because when, when Daddy says something, and he, you know, and I mean it, it's going to happen, and there's no effing around anymore. Okay. It's game over, and we listen. And, and when that expectation is clear, so it goes back to your dad's list, which is mean what you say and say what you mean, and be really clear about what those expectations are so that you can stand behind them. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And it's the same thing with you know leadership in, in, in a company or on a team. Um, yeah, you need to set the right expectations ahead of time, and only then is it okay to hold someone accountable. Because then they understand, you know, what you have to define the line. And he has a voice, and and he has a voice. I mean, I really do believe that things are a little bit more collaborative in this entitlement-free world. Because what we want is children who can assert their needs, speak up for themselves, self-manage themselves, but know that there are boundaries of being part of a family, a school, a community, a neighborhood, and all those other things. But you want—I don't want children to be seen and 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 not heard. I want them to have that voice. Okay, but now we get to the food, when the, because that's not within your power. See, what happens is bedtime. You can set up the bumpers on the routine. It's like sure. you may not have. Yeah, I can't force you to sleep, but I can say when bedtime is within a you know a, a span of some amount of time. I can you know I can set those boundaries around that experience and control it and manage it. And, and be predictable and safe. Can't make them eat things they don't want to eat. You can't. <laughs> well, I don't know. We cannot. So what's the food? where did the food drama start? How long has it been going on? And Garrett, since day one, wouldn't put things in his mouth, including blocks. <laughs> no, nothing would go in his mouth. It, he just was, you didn't have to worry about Garrett picking something up and putting something in his mouth because it, it just didn't happen. Um, be it because of medical, because of reflux, or whatever the reason, he just he never did it, and it to this day continues. It just he's. Does is there anything he likes to eat? Very select. Loves pasta and butter, uh, Nutella sandwiches, peanut butter and jelly, and occasionally macaroni and cheese. And he's given up on pizza. Okay, so you have a family meal where you mm-hmm. sit down at a table and you make him something special. Martina, my wife, generally does. That's we. That's a huge debate in our house because okay, so he's always had his own meals, special meals, and if he doesn't like something, she goes and makes something else. Okay, and, and you don't I like don't, that. I don't think that that's uh, correct. Okay, so you're not on the same page. No. So there's always a little tension mm-hmm. that like I say he goes, he doesn't eat. Then he goes to sleep hungry, and you let him cry it out. That's how we grew up. And he knows that you and Martina have a disagreement about it. And she's not going to let him go. Let him go to bed hungry. So, oh, so he leverages that. Well, I do believe that whenever you add emotions to any teaching situation, all teaching goes out the window, and they're going to play your emotions because it's the inappropriate power that says, wow, I can create. I mean, the fun and dysfunction is the thing that says, <laughs> we're original, we're quirky, we enjoy this, we are out of the box, that's all great. The, the part of the emotional side of crazy family is when children are focused on, on the emotions that says, ah, like I can make my parents 
get get a little edgy with each other. And so that's so there's layer one. But again, it's always going to be the onion. Yeah, it has layers. to do with I let him go to bed hungry. It also but he doesn't my, get that far. My so. stinginess comes out. It's like let's not waste <laughs> the food. Wait, has that ever happened? Has that ever gotten to the point where you said no? If you're not eating this, you're no, not like, eating. So Garrett was underweight as a little baby. So she would do know. anything to make him eat, sure. mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. never stopped. Right. Whatever it's going to take to eat. He's going to eat. He's never gone to bed one night hungry. So okay. is he the problem or is she the problem? I think she's created the problem. Well, I think I just never. created a problem. <laughs> <laughs> what happens is, and we can have, Maybe. A, we can have a whole discussion. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a great topic because yeah. she's not alone in this. But, but let's stay focused on us. And the, and the question then is, what are you saying at the table when you're trying to encourage him to try these foods? Because there's the other part of the dynamic. Cause he just says no, and then he says for a second he'll think about it, and then he'll be like, can I have this? If I, if I have a bite, can I have this? And then what happens? Usually I give in because I want him to try something new because occasionally he likes it. Okay. And I give in and I give him whatever. Give him what? Sometimes it's staying up an extra five minutes. Okay. The latest thing he likes to do in this Probably put, shouldn't put this on recording. He likes to scratch off lottery tickets. <laughs> Matthew's addicted to it. So I say I'll go, I'll stop and get you a lottery ticket. That is yeah. so funny. A quarter for his piggy bank. Okay. Okay. Me taking him to school. Um, alone time without Drew. Does he use these negotiations? And these are all very interesting negotiations because they are so revealing about. A connection with you, a game he's playing. Um, it's really very, very fascinating. And it's all, but it's also about, because it's not about the food. It's about, oh, I can get dad not just to jump through hoops, but to give, to spend time with me, to remember me on his drive home. I mean, it's really about a relationship and, and good is, stuff. Is he doing it on purpose? Is he doing this to get to that? end result of spending more time with you I think it is because you know I don't see the kids a lot during the week I see them maybe an hour a day if Mm -hmm. on a good day usually it could be even less so definitely on the weekends we do try to play catch up time and every morning when I leave Garrett's first thing daddy what time are you going to be home and he said and I said I don't know he goes can you try to be home by at least seven so it's I definitely think that Garrett is feeling that now There's a and the, and we can talk about that's those strategies too, which is before you leave in the morning, say you know what I'm going to be thinking of you at such and such a time and finding other ways to connect. We do like um, he, he'll Facetime me when he gets home from work yeah, from school. Yeah, because I like that. Then he knows and remind him every day. You know I'm thinking of you on my drive home and and I feel really sad when I don't get home when you want me to be. I mean we can you can do all that, but let's go back to the the leveraging and the bribing. Does he use it at any other time besides meal times? No, that's really yeah. the, that's the main time. Yeah, yeah. You know, other than that, he he. It, sometimes it's you're talking to a wall where he just doesn't right. listen, but nothing where he negotiates where he says, so "I'm not going to brush my teeth unless you do this." Okay, or, so he's I'm not going to go to sleep. But that's really fascinating because it becomes the the mealtime yeah. game. And so, right or wrong, whatever Martina might be doing, it's kind of it's kind of irrelevant because what's also happened is there's this other dynamic that's also happening that that's working for him in a really great way. So if you don't like it. Um, what you can do, and I always say, if something's not broken, don't you know? Don't fix it if it's working for you. Even if you know, if it's like, wow, that that is our deal, don't give it up. But what you can do is flip the script, and flip the script 
shifts that power play from him going, oh, I'm going I'm to not eat so dad and I can play this game. Or you can say before mealtime, you know what? You love to negotiate with me at mealtime. Let's make our deal now. And then you decide how much you want to try, how much you want to eat. But you also have to like, it has to be collaborative. It has to be like giving him ownership and responsibility over his piece. But then he can say, how many new things are going to be served tonight? You know, because he's going to figure this out. Oh, I got to try three things. Well, for three things, you know, I, you know, and you can really play with that so that it becomes uh, dad and I are talking beforehand and there's no drama during the hmm. meal. Feels like it gives the kid a lot of power. In a good way or bad way to you. Uh, I, I'm a little concerned, right? Because to your point, like, all right, well, how many new things am I going to try? Is it three things? All right, well, I want something really big for trying but three But he's going to say, that doesn't work for me. Really? I'm, I mean, and I would say, I mean, I would really, and I could even sit with you and like we can think about what are age appropriate negotiations? Because here's the deal. We always overestimate what they want or need. You, know, you can give them, you yeah. can give them the quarter for the scratch off, or I mean, I wouldn't, I would not be okay with. I need three lottery tickets because then I think like the 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 slippery slope yes. on that <laughs> is. You know, we're smarter than them. And, then, and the then he ends up like Scott, and you got problems. Yeah, <laughs> that happens to all So it's so it's like you have to anticipate and you have to know where your boundaries are. In, any, in the negotiation, in a collaboration, you have to know what's going to work for you. But I think you could eliminate all of your stress over the mealtime drama. And I think once he realizes dad gives me autonomy, decision making, and my own personal responsibility over what I eat and what I don't eat, I think he might switch his eating habits a bit. Now, can you change Martina? No. And, you know, I mean, I have this great strategy that's like, I don't want you to fight in front of your kids. I don't want you to have the emotional negotiations in front of your kids because there's nothing wrong with disagreeing. What it is is that they know they can play you against each other, and that's going to get more and more elaborate. Absolutely. They observe, and they hear everything. They yeah. see where you're vulnerable. They see where you've got that, 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 that opening that says... I think what you said is interesting. So I, I'm not saying that like, he needs to change Martina. I don't think that's his you know, interest either. But you know, to the same point you're making about the conversation um, that he has with Garrett before the meal... Maybe, you know, one night, you know, as they're going to bed, you know, he can have a conversation about, you know, the next day's dinner with Martina and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm thinking that, you know, this is what I'm hoping for from you. And they can plan it out ahead of time so that the emotion isn't there. You've got the parenting CD. You know what it says on the co-parenting guidelines. Okay. You know? It's like, if you can reach consensus, if you can agree, it's not going to happen in the moment. It's going to happen right. when you sit back. If you can get to consistency, how many years? They don't have consistency yet. So don't keep, don't keep pulling and pushing at each other to get to that agreement. If there is an agreement, just decide. Martina's not going to let him go to bed hungry. How do I manage this in a way that I'm not stressed sure. and adding to the drama and then how does Garrett feel responsible for himself most of all in charge of his eating habits because that's really going to matter down the road is that food doesn't get to be an emotional game player um, or that other people are nervous about what he's eating we don't he doesn't need all that 
He's not going to go to bed hungry, but what you want him to do is be flexible and open because that's what matters to dad. And you can own that. You can say, you know, your mom's going to feed you. You know, you're going to get that pasta. And and I I no, would be, I couldn't say that because he he would know not. He's he'd say, fine, I'll just sit here then okay. and wait. I promise you, when you ta- when you disengage from the struggle, the struggle changes. I, I, if you change yeah. the negotiation, if you get the emotions out of the equation, I, so I think. So we change one little piece, give him a sense of responsibility, and say, and, and really, it's really being honest instead of being like manipulative, because that's what the bribes are. That's where you get in trouble with the leveraging is you're trying to manipulate them. They're way too smart. They know it too when you're trying to manipulate them. And they're like, that's how we play? Okay, watch me play back. And then they try to play you. But if you then say, you know what, I it, it bothers me that you don't like to eat because I like food and I like healthy and I like this. And I, I mean, you can own what you feel and think and put that on the table. I love go, to eat and sleep and you don't like to do either. I don't get it. <laughs> but but I, but it could, it'll change. It'll change. A year of podcasting mm-hmm. next year, this time, we're checking in. It'll change. Scott? Yep. Where, what's, uh... We, we had similar problems with Matthew growing up. He was completely opposed to eating anything except for chicken nuggets or pasta. And? Um, kind of played a little game with it. You know, at first I told him, you know, he was big into pirates so when dinosaurs. So we, we, he'd make, make meatballs or, or a hamburger or something, and we'd say, you know, that's, that's dinosaur meat or pirate meat. Really, Daddy? Yeah, look, I'm going to eat it, and I ate it. And then, and then he started doing it, and just kind of playing a game like that, and all of a sudden it became the coolest thing. Then he grew up and kind of wisened up to it. And I know this is a little classless, but uh, like when we have broccoli, for example, I love broccoli, and, I, and he refuses to eat it. I said, buddy, I said, you know, the more you eat it, the more you fart. He said, are you, he said, are you serious? I said, of course. And sure enough, he would eat it all. He, and now the babies are the same way. They can't get enough of it. And sure enough, it gives them gas, and they love it. And you have a stinky house. It, love it. Oh my God. Love I love it. We have, we have competitions. So, you know, not so much. You know, but me and Matthew and the babies, we go at it, and, and they love it. But we just trick him into saying, hey, you know, this is what happens when you eat it. And then now he'll ask me. Daddy, if I eat the chicken, am I going to fart all night? Yep, you sure are. And he'll eat it all. He's going to be so proud. See? <laughs> but, it works. but here's what it I works. love, because it's not tricking. Because this is you. And this, and you mean it, and you love it, and you want the fart contest. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm the queen of burping, <laughs> you know? Like, we all have our deals. and if you, But when you can really parent from those strengths, you got it. Okay, so I'm going to have to wrap. I don't want to wrap, but I have to. So there's a lot left on the table. Um, One of the big ones that I will come back to one day is that I want to eventually get to discipline that's not punishment. Because that idea of do this and I'm going to do something negative, taking stuff away, um, what that does to kids is is it penalizes them for bad choices. And if we really believe in this world where making mistakes are the way to learn, the way to get better at something, to figure out what skills are missing, to fill in the gaps, whether it's how to be a brother or a sister, how to carry your weight in the house, how to finish something on time, all of the, even finishing on time, that's a, that's a developmental skill. And it takes a long time for some of us to transition. So 
the idea of focusing on skill building and focusing not on I'm working against you. I'm, I'm going to manage you from outside. What we want to do is not manage our kids, but manage the situations so that we're steering them on the right course so that eventually they start to internalize the, the rules, the structure, and the great decision making, and then can evaluate for themselves whether we're there or not. Because when they're not there for the bribe, the reward, all that other stuff, they're going to they're gonna be looking for some other external thing, and that works for a while. And, and again, there might be a mom-dad issue about external rewards to be discussed is. another time. <laughs> so um, I don't know, but we'll just leave some a lot of things hanging out there. And I want to close with my question of the night, which is always um, that you guys have this in amazing ways, um, that you guys do this really, really well. And so I want to know how you got this. What have you got going this week? And it's, it does, what do you have? So just tell me, like, how do you have this going for you, Harris? I have this going because I was driving home on Tuesday night and bad day at work, traffic was miserable, and I thought to myself, I'm lucky, I got a good family. And I walked in, had a smile, and I got this. This is this is the life. I'm happy. Boy. You know, and I wish you could just like pop, you know, like put that somewhere on those days when you when you miss it or you like need that reassurance so that because you, you really 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 do and all of the struggles and all of the oh should we do this better means nothing compared to going home and knowing it feels really good to go home it's best feeling best feeling adam how do you got this um yeah i i'm gonna i'm gonna steal a a page from uh, from your book because i'll say that like when we're when we're eating and stuff I'll do the whole, and I've just been thinking about it since uh, since you said it. But I'll do the whole, you know, if you want dessert, if you want a fruit after the meal, you have to eat this, and you know what I mean. But getting creative yeah. and making a game out of something, especially something that they're interested and excited and passionate about, like that's the way to go. So I'm I'm definitely stealing that one. I, I like that a lot. This this was helpful. And you yeah. do have it because you said yeah. to me before we turned the mic on yeah. that that's what was your journey with Isaac was going from frustration and struggle yeah. to to being creative. But that was like sort of the the same kind of thing though, like trying to get him to his car seat and he would struggle and say, all right, well, have an apple and and you know get in your car seat, buckle up, you get an apple, done. He would just do it himself. You know, it's it's easy peasy, and that's the same kind of thing. But like I like I like the game, making it fun. Um, so I'm a big fan of that. I'll I'll be doing a lot of that going forward. Well, let me just say, like you didn't. I mean, I give Scott credit, but yeah. you didn't steal it from Scott because no. you're the number one play dad yeah. in the world. So <laughs> we have fun. We have fun. Yeah, have fun. yeah, yeah. Scott, how do you got this? <laughs> uh, well, I was going to steal Harris's line and say that along <laughs> coming home. But the truth is, I don't know if I got this. I mean, every day it's I screw up twice and I get one thing right, and so he's you know one step forward, two steps back, and I just make every day another day. You know, it's. We're outnumbered. It's me, me and the wife against the kids, and they beat us all the time. So I don't know if I got this. I really don't know. I mean, we try our best, and that's the best we could do. Yeah. You got it. Uh, I hope so. I'm so far so good. You know, I'll tell you the one thing I never expected when we started planning the podcast was that dads would want to sit at the table. And it makes me feel really, really good watching you grow from dads of little ones to now dads of school-age kids and seeing how hands-on you are, how supportive of the moms you are, how you really are there 
and doing an amazing job. So I bow before you every day and every time I see you. And I thank you very, very much for being a part of See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Thank you. Thanks, thank, you. thank you. And we learn from the master. <laughs> okay. Very interesting. 12 hours later, and here we are again with Scott Berger sitting at the table with me. Because after he got home last night, he had some thoughts about um, his closing statement. So, Scott, welcome back. Thank um, you. And I'm also going to say for the microphone that his wife, Rita, is sitting here with them today, too. We'll see how that, what, if she wants to add to the conversation. But, Scott, tell She's me She's here to keep me in line. Okay. So, I, I racked my brain and I thought about how disappointed I was in myself that I couldn't figure out how I got this. And I thought about it last night. I thought about it this morning. And in the shower, it finally came to me. Um, I don't have it. I know that. But we have it together as a team. So it's two against three. Um, and without, without two of us working together, we, we, we can't get it. So I got it because we got it. I love it. I love it with all my heart. I love it that you went home and still thought about our conversation. <laughs> and I love it that you gave Rita this gift that all mothers would love to hear or all wives would love to hear. So, uh, Rita, do you want to say anything about no, Scott I mean, thinking he's, about he's 100% it? 100% right. I said that this morning in my in our conversation. Um, I, I feel like we're each other's strength and weaknesses. Like, you know, where he's weak, I'm strong. Where I'm, I'm weak, he's strong. And we definitely look to each other a lot, and we definitely get each other's backs not a hundred percent of the time <laughs> well it's not but supposed most to be the time. absolutely yeah <laughs> but you know what you make each other laugh absolutely um and you like each other's company and sometimes thanks for keeping me honest we're keeping it real well anyways i really appreciate you coming back of and course. going on the mic to say it because um when I got that email this morning, it was it really moved me in a, in a really big way. So That's thank you very, very much. It's <laughs> 6.30 this morning. Thanks, guys. Oh, Have thank a great you. day. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow. Listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey. Loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules. You write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to The Front and The Follow for the song listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.